We can summarize the substitution method with three generalized rules. Um, sorry, so many rules in this class, right? Generalized power rule just means that if you have something, could be, say, parentheses 3x plus 2, to a power, and you have the something's derivative in the integral as well, then we think of that as u to the r times du dx times dx. Normally, the integral might look like this. 3x plus 5 to the fourth power. Uh, Let me do 3x squared, shall I? And then dx. If the integral looks like this, the generalized power rule does not apply because du dx, if I'm calling the thing in parentheses u, du dx is 6x plus 0. So I would need an x at least in there. Ideally, I would have a 6 in there as well. But if you recall me saying, as long as you only need to change it by a constant, then you can use the substitution method. But variables have to be there where you need them. So if I have an x here, the x, in this case, is referring to what du dx is. It's the closest I have to the derivative of the thing in the parentheses. So that's my x, which represents du dx. So I have u to the fourth. And then usually your du dx is going to be in front, but not always. Here's du dx times dx. That integral can be found by making your u substitution. Make sure you adjust for the extra factor of 6. And then divide by 1 6 to adjust. But what the generalized power rule says is that if you have integral u to the r du, you can write that as u to the r plus 1 over r plus 1, then plus a constant, as long as you've made the adjustment in the du dx. So it's not really saying anything we don't already know, which is why I put that example in there. It's just a way to summarize. Uh, If you have something to a power, as long as you have the derivative of that something in there, with the exception possibly of a a factor that's a constant, then you can use the generalized power rule. I just say use substitution all the time, and it handles itself. Generalized logarithm rule is a similar kind of thing. If you have 1 over something, 1 over u, you do have to have u's derivative in there somewhere as well. And then you have the usual dx. If you've got something of the form 1 over u and u's derivative, with possibly the exception of a constant coefficient, then you can just think of that as the natural log of the absolute value of u plus c, provided you've adjusted for any constant changes, constant differences. And that's what we've been doing, and we're going to do some more examples. So this is just a summary of it. The last generalized rule we have is the exponential rule, which, as you might guess, means if you have e to the something, and it needs to be a base of e. If it's not a base of e, it's a little more complicated. But e to the something times du dx, right? The e to the u times u's derivative with respect to x, then with the differential dx for integration. If you have u's derivative in here, then you can say that's e to the u plus c. So just ways to justify the substitution technique that we've learned. And we're going to go back to using that technique in just a moment. But I just wanted, I told you I would show you why it has to be a constant that your du dx differs by at most, why it can't be something like this. If you have an integral e to the x squared dx, if you want to call 
that e to the u, to use a generalized exponential rule, then u needs to equal x squared. But the generalized exponential rule says you have to have du dx in there as well. du dx is 2x. Or you could say du is 2x dx, right? But I don't have an extra x in my integral. I only have e to the x squared. I need an x there in order to be able to evaluate the integral. Now, can I just put an x in here and then put, oh, sorry, I need 2x, don't I? So can I put 2x in here and then to adjust, put 1 over 2x? I've certainly seen this done on tests and homework. I've seen students do this. It seems like you should be able to because isn't x over x equal to 1? Well, you know, there's another problem with that. When x is 0, that's not equal to 1. But also, just to show you why we cannot just make adjustments if if variables are involved, just take the integral of x squared dx. You know how to integrate that from the first section on integration. And compare that to x times x dx here. Now, if I, sh- if I can put an, a variable out front of an integral without changing it, then I should, be, I should find that integral x squared dx is the same as x times integral x dx. If you integrate integral x squared dx, you get x cubed over 3 plus c. If you integrate x integral x dx, and you're just treating this x on the outside like a coefficient, then that's what you would do if you made this adjustment that I just tried to do in the previous example. Then you just have an x here. Then you would integrate x dx, and you'd get x squared over 2 plus c. And so first of all, we're off because I get x cubed over 2 instead of x cubed over 3. Second of all, I have an extra linear factor of c times x. And I didn't have that when I integrated x squared dx. I just had plus c. So you can see that these two c, no pun intended, that these two are different. This one has a plus c, this has a plus cx, and then we have x cubed over 2 instead of x cubed over 3 like we need to. So I hope that this is enough of a justification to you why you can't just put in an x and take it away on the outside. Variables, the variable of integration has to be treated like a variable. It can't just be thrown around like a constant. So just try to remember, you can only make adjustments with constants. If it doesn't have the right variable for you, you might be stuck and you might not be able to evaluate the integral. Or you might have to make a different choice in what your u substitution is. So let's do some more examples and you'll see where that comes in.